0: Welcome to Listening Well with me, Stephanie. Where every week I'm going to share a pod post on how to live your best life. This week, we're talking all about the healing power of nature. This is a topic that means so 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 much to me. When in doubt, find mother nature. It seems to me that she has all the answers embedded in her organic complexity. She shares so much wisdom if you choose to listen. And it's not surprising that immersing yourself in nature makes you feel mentally and emotionally refreshed, like you are charging your inner battery. Nature serves as a refuge when stress or loneliness creeps in, and I'm sure I can speak for most that Mother Nature was a massive remedy for any isolation symptoms during the pandemic. When you're in nature, you immediately feel at ease. You feel comforted. And she has the power to curb those unpleasant emotions we come across in life, like anger and fear. Nature has the amazing ability to invoke the experience of awe reminding us that there are things that are so much bigger than our small selves, that we are really all connected, and most importantly, that we are fragile and need to take care of ourselves. Not surprisingly, people who live in large cities are far more likely to have anxiety and mood disorders compared to those out in the rural areas. So this week... I will share with you some tips that you can use to connect more closely with nature, even if you're an urban dweller yourself. The first tip I have for you to connect more closely to nature is to incorporate earthing into your practice. Most of us live in concrete jungles, where the opportunity to walk around barefoot just doesn't make sense. This is why we have to carve out those moments where we remove our shoes and connect our bodies to the natural electrical properties of the earth. Yep, I'm diving right into the woo-woo with this earthing suggestion. But even without the scientific evidence that walking on the earth barefoot has many health benefits, if you've tried it yourself, you'll know the impact is just undeniable. A study from the National Library of Medicine discusses the health implications of reconnecting the human body to the Earth's surface electrons, which are negatively charged. So by exposing ourselves to negative ions, we quote, produce biochemical reactions that increase levels of the mood chemical serotonin, helping to alleviate depression, relieve stress, and boost our daytime energy, unquote. We are literally charging our batteries up when we walk barefoot on Earth, and I can't think of a more accessible and affordable means to do so. You may have heard the term negative ions as it is kind of all the rage these days when it comes to improving your air quality in your homes with those, you know, nifty machines that they sell. But I can see why it's such a booming business for those living in the cities, because Air quality is just simply rife with air pollution, not to mention the crazy concentration of electronic devices each household has, all of which emit these positive ions into the air, which are the ones that have the negative effects on the body. When you decide to submerge yourself in a forest or hang out by the ocean, you're putting yourself in an environment with a high concentration of negative ions. These are the good kind, which in turn has a direct effect on your overall well-being. Negative ions create positive vibes. So whenever you can, seek these places in nature to restore. It's funny, every time I go to a waterfall and I visit one, I make sure I not only scream into the waterfall like a crazy person to release, you know, the unexplained emotions and stress i may carry at that moment but i take my time to meditate and breathe in as much of the healthy clean air as i possibly can it's the free radicals in the air pollution that make you sick and what better way to improve immune function than to step outside and find refuge in nature Modern lifestyle has separated humans from the primordial flow of Earth's electrons. We're wearing more rubber or plastic shoes than we did a 100 years ago, and we also spend much less time sitting or lying on the ground. We have lost that connection to the grounding nature of the Earth, which might be the contributing factor to the massive increase in chronic diseases and health issues. So next time you see a patch of grass or are on the beach or even in a plot of dirt, I invite you to take off your shoes and walk barefoot or lie on the ground for a few minutes each time. Because Mother Nature always has your back. My next tip for you when it comes to healing with nature is to use an object in nature as a muse for meditation you'd be surprised with how much we ignore in nature. We are so embedded in our phones, our heads are down, we are plugged in with our wireless earphones to keep us in our cocoon, that we often miss out on all the splendor around us. All it takes is for us to look up and look around to find an object that you find beautiful or interesting. Mother Nature is simply that divine. On one of my meditation retreats, we were asked to go outside and find one object to marinate our gaze on. It could be a flower, a funky leaf, an interesting stone—anything really. And once you've found that object, you find a comfortable seat, much like the one you take if you're about to meditate, and watch your breath as we marvel in the beauty of this object. As we breathe and watch, we really explore the intricacies and details of this object intimately. And you aren't giving this object the same attention you would a dissection, for example, but instead you're using a soft gaze to explore all aspects of it. If you're doing this for 10 minutes, you may notice that this object will begin to morph and look differently from when you first laid your eyes on it. If you're looking at a simple leaf, over time you will notice that it's much more complex than you had imagined, observing how all the interconnecting network of veins closely mimics that of our own. If you look closely enough, you will notice that so much in nature holds similarity to our bodies as humans. For example, a walnut looks like our brain and is even said to be good for our brain health. The branches and sub-branches of a tree and leaves look exactly like the arteries and veins in our lungs. Our fingerprints are like the rings of a tree. Nature is really so inspiring And she always reminds us of how connected we all really are. My first yoga teacher training back in 2015 was a 200 hour elemental yoga teacher training that followed a more holistic approach when it came to teaching yoga as therapy. In this course, I learned about the different qualities of each element, the elements of earth, water, fire, air and space or ether, and how it relates to your body through the meridians from the traditional Chinese medicine philosophy, as well as some Ayurveda. If you're scratching your head in confusion at this point, I don't blame you, but if I were to sum it all up, the ancient approaches to health, like Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine or TCM, all look to the elements for support These health systems believe that our physical body, as well as pretty much everything around us, comprise of the five elements. We feel the elements in our environment and elemental yoga asks us to explore the elements within ourselves. For example, let's take Earth. Earth is a grounding element. When we think of Earth, we think of the soil that nourishes our trees, our plants and our flowers, and the earth also gives us a sense of what home means to us. So if you're feeling a lack of grounding in your life, you're up in your head and all over the place, or lack a sense of belonging, from a yoga therapy perspective, I would incorporate poses that stimulate the earth element meridians in your body to regain a little more balance if we observe the element of water in nature. We notice that a river always flows to the lowest point where it then eventually pools. And if you've ever been to a lake where the water is still, you can peer into the water and see your own reflection. So the element of water invokes this sense of peacefulness within us, a moment to reflect and seek our most deepest feelings, It's really quite beautiful, really. I love turning to the elements for answers. And, you know, I can go on and on about the other elements of fire, air, and space, but maybe I'll do this in another episode. The point of today's episode is to bring to light the ways the elements are always with and within us. And when we notice, when we feel out of balance, it's good to look at which qualities need to be mitigated and which ones need to be amplified. For example, Ayurvedic medicine categorizes the elements into doshas, or energy types. And this is where they believe that the elements play a vital role in determining what constitutions you are. So, what elements are most profoundly expressed within you? And then to address where there's harmony or disharmony in the body. So if you go to an Ayurvedic clinic, they will often know your energy type or dosha by simply looking at you. How dry is your skin? How is your weight like? They even take your pulse as well to determine this. From this acknowledgement of what elements reside within you, they then administer a healing system that can work for you. So that for example, they determine what energy types are dominant within you, And then they use herbs, they use specific treatments, breathwork, and especially nutrition to balance out the elements within you, to bring down the ones that are a bit strong and to amplify the ones that feel a bit weaker, that you need. So the Ayurvedic perspective believes that the imbalance of elements, that's what causes weaknesses and different ailments in your body. It encourages us, through deeper awareness, to take responsibility for our own health by eating the foods that work best for our energy type. For example, I was told I'm a pitta, which is essentially a lot of water and a lot of fire. So I've been told that eating chili or spicy foods, while I do love those foods, don't actually serve me when it comes to my temperament, which can often be quite reactive and sharp. So I need more bitter foods like bitter gourd and cooling foods like cucumber to really bring down and create more harmony within my own body. Pretty interesting, right? So you might even notice when you take a quiet moment how the elements play out in your own life and in your character. And even if you don't resonate with anything I've just said about Ayurveda or even TCM, you can always look to the elements to see how they resonate within you separately. When we come into our meditation practice, we are often brought into our bodies by opening our senses. When we pay attention to the sights, sounds, smells, and temperatures in our environment, we are immersed, we become fully present, Nature provides a whole variety of ecosystems for us to open up to. When we immerse ourselves in a biodiverse ecosystem, we allow our attention to extend outwards, to feel the symbiotic nature of how the animals and plants and and the trees, they all work together. Feeling connected to nature only deepens the connection to ourselves. And thus, this practice of opening your senses when we're in nature creates a healing response. By absorbing our natural environment, we are transported out of our small selves and, in a way, into the greater universe. The chaos in our heads subdues and we immediately feel more calm and pleasant. One practice I love to do especially when I'm in a vibrant environment in nature, is to close my eyes and isolate the different sounds I hear. So you may hear the chirping of one insect and then zoom in and focus on that. But then a bird call might come in and you wish to shift your attention to that sound afterwards. So by focusing on one sound at a time you narrow your attention even further. And this, coupled with focusing on your breath, brings you into a deep state of awareness. When I know I am in an environment where the air quality is filled with oxygen and those negative ions, I intentionally take deeper, fuller breaths, breathing into my ribcage, and soaking as much clean air as I can. So, use nature as a means to connect deeper to yourself. This will in turn inspire you to find unity with others, and most importantly, the environment. My last tip for you this week when it comes to the healing power of nature is to look to nature as medicine. Man, I can't tell you how many books on herbs I have. I just love learning about the natural properties of herbs and spices and how they can be used to create concoctions that remedy different ailments. I am an advocate for Western medicine as well, don't get me wrong. Many times I've needed to use antibiotics to treat an infection or have used Western technology to prevent diseases through vaccines and such. So when all the preventative measures have been exhausted, Western medicine does have its place. But I just love the Eastern approach to wellness because when it comes to that, I feel like they're more preventative in nature, which I find equally as important. I often ingest my herbs and spices through the means of steeping tea, or in the form of a supplement. My favorite herbal supplements are ginkgo biloba and turmeric, and I often use ginger, ginseng, and chamomile in my noodle soups that I cook at home. I also love eating curries, and especially Indian food, because they're rich in spices and herbs. You may notice, in fact, that the countries that incorporate the most spices and herbs in their diet have the lowest rates of cardiovascular health and disease. This is most likely due to the anti-inflammatory properties many of these spices have, and when consumed regularly, keeps us healthy and disease-free. If you're a tea lover, then do some research on the properties of the different teas and make your own loose leaf tea blend. This is an affordable way to drink tea on a regular basis because loose leaf tea often yields a lot more than your regular tea bag. But if making your own tea is not for you, you can explore tea brands like Yogi Tea that have wonderful blends that target specific ailments like soothing your stomach or digestion, or comforting your throat, which is one of my favorites. Throat comfort is my favorite yogi tea. I just love the mouthfeel of the licorice and the fennel seeds. Another way I incorporate herbs and plants as medicine is through my use of essential oils. And while many natural therapists claim that these essential oils have different health properties, such as reducing anxiety, relieving headaches, and improving your sleep, the list goes on. At the end of the day, essential oils just smell good. They just make you feel good. I usually pick and choose which essential oil blend I put in my diffuser based on the mood and energy I'd like to bring in, as opposed to curing illness through it. According to the National Institute of Health in the U.S., There is currently no evidence-backed research showing that any illnesses can be cured using essential oils or the practice of aromatherapy. So with that aside, at the end of the day, essential oils smell amazing. They make you feel good, and they invoke a different mood and energy within you. So light that scented candle. Diffuse that aromatherapy blend. If it makes you feel good, I'd say... It's worth trying. Thanks for listening well. The link to our website is in our show notes, and I'll be back to inspire you to live your best life.